Ask Wildman, the weekly show from full-service digital agency Wildman Web Solutions, is ready to answer all of your questions about marketing, tech, and sales to grow your small business. Each week, the Wildman Web Solutions team tackles your questions and trending topics live. Learn strategies and tactics to take your small business to big revenue. The Ask Wildman show starts now. Hello, Internet. Again, my name is Miles Bassett with Wildman Web Solutions. We are a digital marketing agency here in lovely Lawrence, Kansas, here to answer your questions about technology, marketing, business, or if you just want to ask us how our day is going, please jump in the comments below as we're live streaming to our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and Twitch account, hopefully more social channels coming in the near future. Um, if you have any questions or you just want to be part of the conversation, please comment below. Or if you're catching this later, you're not watching this live, you can email us your questions at askwildman at wildmanweb.com, and we will get to those questions um, as they come in. Um, and we'll, we can either e uh, email you back there on those questions or we'll address them in next week's show as we do this every Wednesday at 11. So make sure to tune in. If you haven't already, please find us on social media. We are at Wildman Web on pretty much everything that we have, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, the works there. We're also on Clubhouse. I know we talk about Clubhouse a lot on this show here. Um, it's an awesome, relatively new audio-only app, only on iPhones right now, but should be coming out on Android very soon. So if you haven't checked it out already, look into it. If you need an invite or something, ask one of us here. Uh, you can learn more or reach us at wildmanweb.com. We've got a lot of great resources over there. Uh, we've got um, all of these live streams there in the live stream archive section under resources. So you can go back and find our show from weeks earlier. And uh, we've got full transcripts on all of our videos going there. Um, so you can go back and if, you've, if we said brilliant something brilliant a couple of weeks ago or if we we're talking about something, you just want to go back and reference it. It's all there on our website. We also have a section of articles, blogs that we're posting to all the time now. We've really tried to amp up production there and give you guys the content you want. Um, it's all be, uh, built to be just awesome, useful, free resource for you and your business. So check it out there. Also, one of the resources tab, we still have our toolkit, our local business online toolkit. It's just a suite of tools for small businesses to help them to leverage their online presence a little bit more. There's a tool in there to help you manage your social media accounts and create cool content to put out on social media. There's a tool in there to help you manage your online reviews and get more reviews. Uh, there's a tool in there to get your listings out there. I know last week I went on a rant, I guess, about getting yourself listed on Google and getting your business listing out there. Uh, so we've got a really awesome tool to help you with that and take out some of the just monotonous work, the menial tasks of getting your business information out across the internet. A lot of other awesome tools in there and it's all free. So just check it out there, wildmanweb.com slash toolkit. All right, that is enough with these shameless plugs for now. We're going to get to your questions. So again, if you've got something uh, on any of the topics we're talking about here, you have a question, you just want to jump in on everything, please comment below. Or if you're catching this later, you can email us at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. We have that address scrolling below me right here in this crawler if you want to grab it. But without any further ado, I'm going to bring in my partner, Mike, to help us answer your questions, give us some news updates, and see what's going on in the world. So let's give this a shot. Hello, Mike. How you doing? Hello, Miles. Well, holy smoke and ashes, I am doing fantastic, but getting better, Miles. How are you on this fine day? 
I'm doing good, doing good. Seems like your your video is a little glitchy here, but your audio sounds good. And I guess that's what's important because we are starting very soon and we really have officially done this now. We're publishing this show as a podcast as well. So for you audio only listeners out there that really just want to lean into that audio world that we've been harping on for weeks, if not months now, you can... Uh, check out this show in an audio only format. So we'll be pushing our podcast out to everywhere you get, uh, get your podcasts. Yes. Very excited about that miles. And, uh, just as a technical aside, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I did just switch to, uh, 5g Wi-Fi. It was very, very choppy when we first came on live. I, I couldn't hear, but every other word of yours. So hopefully that fixes it. Let me know if it doesn't, but, uh, I'm, I'm on so if 5G Mike suddenly right now, disappears. Maybe, yeah. We know why. That means I've gone. You're going to test ether. my uh, stalling skills here. hundred <laughs> percent. But yeah, you're right. Uh, we got, we got a lot to talk about today um, on the news front for sure. Uh, hopefully we'll be getting some good questions as well. Uh, but yeah, some of, some of the, some of the big news has also been uh, coinciding with a lot of the questions that we've been getting. So uh, a lot that of stuff. Out if, perfectly. If, you, if you want me just to, Jump into that, we can, unless we got uh, something on the hopper that you, uh, question-wise, you want to address first. No, I say let's hit that news desk first. I've seen a couple of cool um, updates coming out recently on the tech side of things, so we can kind of hit all of those things here and let these questions come in. If you guys have any questions, please throw them in the comments. Um, or, yeah, like I said, email us here and we'll get you later. We do have a couple of things we want to hit later, but, um, yeah, just ask us your questions. But let's get started with any news updates you have. Okay. Well, I'm going to put that coffee down and start closing here. I believe we left a cliffhanger at the end of last week's show talking about the Apple iOS update. We've talked about this a few times at the beginning of the year. I believe it's been a couple months since we talked about this, but it is officially official and uh, it is here, ladies and gentlemen. So they've been, they've been slowly rolling out this new update across the United States and across uh, the world. Uh, over the last few months, so some people have already gotten it, but they did officially announce Monday as the day that it was officially being released, uh, I believe worldwide, and so it is here, and so we'll finally start to get some of these questions answered uh, of what's going to happen with this new update, especially in terms of advertising on platforms like Facebook, and just what it means in terms of uh, data and the ability to track people uh, for advertising and marketing purposes across the internet. And so we'll just back up real quick and give you uh, the, uh, the synopsis before we get into the latest. And, and Miles, I'm going to try to keep this as, uh, as much in layman terms as we possibly can. So if I start getting too wonky, you can, you know, throw a flare or something like that. But we're going to keep this, uh, you know, on the, from the perspective of, of a small business owner who, you know, uses uh, Facebook as a tool to promote their business uh, and, and not so much from the, the marketing professional side of things. But if, if there are some people out there who are doing uh, Facebook campaigns and you want to do a deep dive with me after this and you've got some more questions that are super technical, feel free to hit me up uh, and, and we'd, we'd love to we do a screen share and just jump in and see what you're doing. Uh, but so a couple things here is basically iOS is, you know, of course, Apple's operating system and Apple has been you know, branding themselves as the platform of privacy uh, lately, you know, at least over the past several years. And so this new update is supposed to be 
uh, in that vein and it's supposed to be offering a level of privacy uh, like they've never done before and you know et cetera et cetera is how they're marketing it now in reality what is happening is they're really just allowing people to opt out of uh, being tracked across apps uh, their data that is being tracked across apps that they're using while on the iOS platform this has always been well not always been but this has been a part of actually the iOS platform for several years now but the, the real change is it used to be hidden and kind of buried uh, back in the settings. And what they're doing now is every time you download an app or when you uh, update an app or you, or, you, know, you open an app you, for the first time, you're going to get a notification right then and there that's going to allow you to hit a button and opt out of this. And so about 100 million people in the United States uh, use, use the iOS platform. It's estimated that anywhere between 50 and 90 million of those 100 million people could opt out uh, based on this new app, uh, this new app update. We, of course, don't know, you know exactly what, it's, what that number is going to end up being, but it's probably going to be a large amount of the users, more than 50%. So what is that going to mean for us as marketing and advertisers? To keep this really simple, it's going to mean that we're not going to be able to track people. We're not going to be able to get good data. And so our targeting is not going to be as good. And for those of us who are doing conversions, who are trying to make sales online, who are doing lead generation online, it's really going to affect what we're doing and anything that is pixel based. Uh, so if you don't know what a pixel is, you know, maybe we should start there. Uh, if you are spending any kind of money or you want to spend any kind of money uh, on advertising, you really need to be using pixels. Uh, whether you're using Google or Facebook or any other kind of platform, you know, LinkedIn, uh, don't simply be boosting a post or something like that. Uh, it's not a complete waste of money, but it, it's certainly not a good use of money. So basically what a pixel allows us to do is allows us to work smarter, not harder with our advertising campaign and allows us to get data from interactions with users and then train the campaign to basically optimize itself and do better based on how it learns, you know, the more information it gets, the smarter it gets, and so the better it can be. So a lot of people are freaking out uh, about this iOS update because they think that we're, all the data capabilities are going to be able to go away, that basically all of the things that we've been doing over the past, you know, five or ten years uh, in order to optimize uh, advertising campaigns are going to go away. And, and so, you know, they're scared. And so this is a really also a really good lesson in, in fear, you know, which of course can stand for one of two things. It can stand for F everything and run, which some people are doing. Uh, or, you know, if we're taking a little bit measured approach, uh, we can realize that fear is just false evidence appearing real. And we can navigate around that fear uh, and actually use it as an opportunity. And so that's how I'm, you know, trying to view this as an opportunity because a lot of people will leave the platforms. Uh, they will stop, you know, Facebook advertising. They will maybe even just spend less. And to me, that's actually a good thing because, of course, all these platforms are supply and demand. And the more people are spending money on it, the more expensive it is. And so for those of us who are able to get around this, who are able to uh, work through this uh, latest update, I think there's actually a lot of opportunity. We could start getting, uh, you know, better results from our campaigns uh, at cheaper cost. So that's really positive. You know, and this is just part of the game uh, for those people who have kind of gotten into this, you know, recently, and this is their first big change. Uh, they're really, like I said, they're really scared uh, and they're, they're wetting themselves. But, you know, for those of us who have been in this a long time, 
Uh, it's just one thing that we know, you know, is always going to happen. You know, the only, the only thing that's constant is change, of course. And, you know, if you've just been in a coma for the last 10 years and you're like, what is he talking about? Who's Facebook advertising? Well, Facebook over the last 10 years has built, you know, the best advertising platform in the history of mankind. It's hit some rocky roads over the last six months. And Facebook, you know, has been having some serious glitch issues, uh, which we can get into or, or not get into. I think we've alluded to it a couple of times on the show. But for all intents and purposes, it still is, along with Google, uh, the best option out there uh, and certainly something that every single small business needs to consider. So if you're already advertising, you're going to be advertising or you're like, holy smokes, I haven't been advertising. This, this uh, iOS update is an important thing for you to, uh, to learn about and, uh, and to really heed what I'm about to say and to position yourself for success. So a uh, couple quick things here, you know, tactically that you can do. If you are advertising or you're getting ready to advertise, there's two main things you need to do right now. Uh, you have to verify your domain. So anything that you're sending traffic to, any website you're sending traffic to, you need to verify that domain with Facebook or, or Google, whoever you're using it for. But Facebook is making this uh, basically a mandatory update that you're going to have to do uh, in Facebook Ads Manager. And the other thing you're going to have to do in Facebook Ads Manager is you're going to have to manually select the events and you're going to have to just optimize for one event now. So you, actually, well, one event at a time. And again, I'm not going to try to get too technical with this if you want me to do a deep dive with you, I will and show you how to set this up. I won't even charge you for this, uh, you know, just one time thing to walk you through, but you need to verify your domain and you basically need to manually select and optimize the one event per page, you know, per pixel that you want to select for. Cause that's the big thing uh, that's changing here is that, you know, we basically what we used to be able to do is we used to have an unlimited amount of options when we were using a pixel on a page. And so we could track all kinds of things that somebody would do when they visited a page off an ad, we could track if they if they read the content, if they uh, added something to a card, if they abandoned a card, if they purchased something, you know, all of these things. And so that would allow us to optimize uh, remarketing and upsells and, and, and you know, future sales uh, to whoever was engaging with our ads easier. And so basically, you know, to just really sum this up, basically what's going to happen is now we're going to have to pick one thing to optimize. And that's all the data that we're going to get if somebody opts into this iOS update. If they don't opt into the iOS update, we're still going to be able to see, you know, all the same data that we're going to be able to see before. And so those are the two things that you need to do right now. Uh, if you are advertising or if you're about to advertise is verify your domain and, uh, and make sure that you optimize the events on your pixel uh, correctly that, and make sure that that's uh, in line with the new update. And, and go from there. But Miles, I think that this opens us up, you know, also to just a bigger discussion of, you know, how we're using our, our advertising dollars, uh, because maybe for some people, maybe if you're really, you know, uh, you're really dependent on e-commerce, you're really dependent on online conversions, that there's more than you need to do. You know, I think that this, you know, really relies heavily on being able to have a better website and being able to have better conversions on that website, being able to, you know, utilize heat maps and things like that. And, you know, there's other things that we can do to fill in the gap, so to speak, of the data that we're going to miss out when this update hits. Uh, and so I think that that's a real opportunity as well for people to work smarter and not harder. 
and to still be able to optimize their campaigns, you know, up to their best ability, even after this update fully hit, takes place. So I, I think this is going to be a hurdle. And it's going to be a challenge, but all in all, there's, there's a lot of opportunity here. Uh, and the other thing, you know, I'll just throw in that I, I want to get your thoughts on this update miles uh, too, is, you know, if, if you're just running traffic ads, if you're just trying to, you know, get awareness or, you know, or some of these things, uh, this is not going to be, you know, really affect you as much. If you are trying to get, you know, lead, lead conversions, like I said, and sales online, this is a really big thing. Um, you should probably contact us or contact an agency, you know, to work with them and just make sure you're at least set up for success moving forward before you keep spending money. Uh, but for a lot of people, I think that, you know, it's just going to be a, a, a matter of, can I get better content? Can I have a better website? You know, and can I can I do these things which are well within anybody's grasp, any small business's grasp, uh, and that they're going to be able to you know not be affected negatively with this update. And and you know one of the things that I really feel strongly about video right now, we've talked about this before, I know, but uh, that's going to allow us to keep retargeting. You know, is we're going to be able to put video content out there, going to be able to get people to watch that video content, we're going to be able to remarket to those people who watch it, and that's not going to be affected hopefully at all by this iOS update. But, you know, one of the reasons I think maybe some people would want to look at other platforms and just, and, and maybe not as a way to completely replace what they're doing now with Facebook advertising or Google advertising, but to diversify, because, you know, let's be honest with each other, even if you're doing everything correct, and even if you're staying as much as you possibly can on top of this update, I think the targeting quality is going to take a dip. You know, and I don't think that there's any real way to go about that. And so we're going to have to get smarter with the content. We're going to have to learn more. You know, audience insights is going away, which I don't think a lot of people ever really used um, on Facebook as much as they should have. But that was an incredible tool that we could know exactly who our audience was, who was engaging with our page, who was engaging with our ads. And then what did they also like? You know, what were they into uh, and what were they engaging with on Facebook? And so... We're going to have to find different ways, I think, to engage with our audience and get feedback back from them. And that's also just another great opportunity. You know, it's going to make us, I don't know, maybe lazy is not the right word, but it's going to make us more proactive again about engaging with our audience using pool, or excuse me, polls and comment sections and feedback loops, you know, and getting this feedback from people, not just relying on the third party data that we were getting back on Facebook because we did get I think a little overly reliant on that targeting data, but it was just, it was so amazing for so long. And I'm sorry if everybody missed uh, what, you know, what we, what we were calling at that time, the golden age of advertising uh, digitally, because it was really, really easy. I mean, a freaking idiot could just go on Facebook, hit a few buttons and make some money and that's going away. And so, you know, it's, it's just, you know, how can we pivot? How can we, like I said, maybe diversify a little bit, not put our, all, our, all our eggs in one basket? But I think this is an opportunity, too, to just audit everything that we're doing and make sure that we're making uh, everything that we do a little bit better, you know, fine-tuning all the tools in the tool chest. And so I would be looking at my website presence. I would be looking at uh, my content, you know, and generating different content pillars. And this is also just a really good lesson, too, and something that we always talk about, Miles, which is don't build your house on rented land, you know, and why hopefully over the past 10 years, you've been doing what we've been talking about, how we, what we should be doing is and is using something like Facebook ads to siphon that audience off onto something that you control.
to siphon it off into your website, to siphon it off into your email list, to siphon it off into your app, you know, to site, well, you know, this update is going to affect apps, which maybe miles, that's something you can speak to a little bit, but you know, I had a friend, I'm not going to go to too far down a rabbit hole, but I think this example ties into what I'm talking about. I had a friend call me up on Friday afternoon, completely freaked out because they got some random uh, update through Facebook where Facebook had decided to move them into some new creator page and and had completely merged their page from from their old page that they had. It's a musician that has thousands and thousands of followers and years of content stored up on their Facebook page. And all of a sudden they lost access to their Facebook page and they cannot get it back. And I I spent hours over the weekend trying to help him. He's got uh, somebody on the inside at Facebook now trying to help us work through this. And even they're a little skeptical that they're going to be able to get this thing back. And it was just some random, I don't, still don't know if it was a glitch or what happened, you know, but just another, you know, word to the wise of back up everything. Make sure that you have an admin that you trust that is not you, that is tied to your assets on all your accounts. And make sure that that person is up to date and verified. And make sure that all your pages are verified and that you're going through all the updates that Google and Facebook requires you to go through because you don't want to end up in a situation like that where I can tell you he's going through a lot of heartache right now uh, over it. And it was just, you know, crazy, something crazy that happened one day. So I know I've really gone a little, little long-winded, a little longer than I wanted to on that explanation. So I'm going to shut up and drink my coffee. And before we go on to any more news and let you react to this iOS update, Miles, uh, but it really is a big deal. And I hope everybody uh, takes heed of this. And like I said, if you want me to go into a deep dive with you uh, on your specific ad accounts, I won't charge you for this. Uh, just feel free to reach out and we'll, we'll all get through this together and better on the other side. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to jump in, respond here. That was, that was a lot of points. So I'll try to, I don't know, pare it down to something uh, a little simpler here. Uh, a couple of points that you made fairly early on, I, I really loved there. First was just the the fear element. I loved the little line that you put in there. It really made me think of a, a quote I'm wanting to attribute to Richard Branson, but I don't think that's right. And something like, um, if something, uh, if you're scared of something, but it also excites you, you're probably moving in the right direction. Again, probably butchering that, but the, the sentiment is there. And so this update, I think is scaring a lot of people. Um, it's it's freaky in a lot of ways, but I think that there is a hidden excitement as well where maybe this is the right direction. I think it's definitely the direction where a lot of platforms are going to end up moving with all the privacy concerns. It's like somehow people just realized that they were sharing absolutely everything on the internet and that that's maybe not a great idea. And so some of these tech giants um, both hardware and software companies alike. Now, Facebook, of, of course, has been you know one of the headlines here. Apple's been one of the headlines here, but a lot of other smaller but still immensely powerful companies have been moving in this direction of data privacy and personal uh, authentication. Uh, so I think that this this trend isn't going anywhere. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe being a little bit more protective about our information online is a good thing. It's maybe a little inconvenient for us marketers, us digital marketers that are used to just having this wealth of information that we can utilize to, uh, to target the, the proper audiences and serve them ads that um, are, are going to be relevant to them. But on a personal level, I think that this may be an, a, a good direction for technology to go. And so I think that there is a little bit of excitement that we can throw in there as well. Maybe 
this is the right direction. I think one point that maybe we kind of glossed over here, and I think a very important point here is that a lot of the actual functionality of this new update is already baked into the pie. It's already been part of the platform for a long time, but it has been kind of hidden. You could go in and opt out of a bunch of things and alter your, your personal information and how uh, your different platforms and devices shared all of that out, regardless of if you're talking about your iPhone or your Android or your social media accounts, all that stuff's kind of been in there. What they're doing is bringing it to the forefront and putting it in front of you. And primarily in this update, they're asking you to opt in instead of requesting that you opt out before. They would just by default threw you into the pool with everyone else. And then if you wanted to opt out of things, you could. Now the default is going to be that you have to opt into something. They're going to explicitly ask you after you make this update 14 point whatever it is to be uh, to share your information for advertisers, which you you still can. But um, all the studies that I've seen have said that somewhere from like 45 to 63% of smartphone users will immediately opt out of any privacy sharing data sharing um, question that they get on any platform anywhere. And so it goes to reason that as soon as this question gets asked of everyone, hey, do you want us to share your information with everyone? a ton of people are going to say no and they're going to opt out of this. The second point that you made that I think was very important I want to dive into was working smarter, not harder. This is going to be some iteration of the basic economic lesson of supply and demand, where basically there's just been this gigantic supply, this wealth of personal information out there about everyone that we want to advertise to. Um, and now a lot of that's going away in a lot of different ways. Um, as soon as you make this update, then yeah, you don't get this information on Facebook, you don't get this information on Google, and you mentioned apps. There's a lot of apps out there that rely on advertising revenue. So we have this incredibly rich uh, store of free apps on right. the App Store. Right. How many times do you actually go on and pay for an app? As soon as no. someone sees, oh, I got to pay a buck ninety nine for this app. No, no way. I'm not going to do that. Even though, like, you know, you would you would spend. 10 times that without a second thought on something else. So I think that that's going to shift some perception on the, the user side of things. Um, probably a lot of these free apps are going to change. We might start seeing a shift towards, yep. you know, actually having to pay for something because none of this stuff's really free, you know, right. you're paying with it. You're paying with your information when you get in there so that people can advertise to you. And as soon as that well runs dry, then, you know, that money's got to come from somewhere. So um, yeah. I see. I think we're going to see a lot more um, large corporate sponsorships uh, in applications. You know, this app, free app provided by X, Y, and Z, and um, a lot more just basic paid applications there. You're just going to have to pay to have access to some of these things with actual money instead of your, um, your information. But on the marketer's side, we really do have to think about this as think uh, working smarter, not harder. There are a lot of things that we can do um, to present high quality information, to build up brand, to access people, our end users, get our information out in front of them without this cheap, easy pile of data over here. I think you put it exactly right. You know, we've maybe been a little bit lazy. We've gotten, um, we've gotten used to this, uh, really cheat that has never existed before in the world of advertising. And now we've got to go back to some older ways and 
probably think of some new ways here to get our information out, to get our message out to the right people in the right way at the right time so that it can be properly received. You know, we were talking about creator first marketing systems last week where you are attaching your message to a creator, to an influencer. Actually, one of the biggest moves in the digital marketing economy right now is that branded content and more influencer marketing, that kind of uh, marketing is taking up a huge portion of the digital marketing space. It's grown faster than any other spending category in digital marketing for all major brands. You know, people are, are, are moving into this influencer marketing to this creator first marketing style, where primarily the goal here is to find a way to get your information to get your message in front of someone in a relevant way where they can absorb it. It doesn't feel intrusive, like an obnoxious pop-up that just jumps in and interrupts your experience of whatever you're doing, but it, it seamlessly fits in with whatever sort of content that you are consuming online and doing so without access to a ton of information. So I see a lot of movement in that way. And then finally, of course, there's the point we've been harping on for uh, the last couple of weeks at the very least, if not months or years. And that is going to be, you know, building your stuff up on land that you own rather than rent. What Mike meant when he said that was when you are advertising on Facebook, when you're putting your content up on social media, you don't own those platforms. You don't own your Facebook page. It kind of feels like you do, and we've gotten to a point where it feels like we do, but then we get situations like with your friend Mike here, and they make one little change in how they're doing creator pages, and all of a sudden you lose everything because you built your house on rented land, and the owner of that land decided to change the rules. This is their world. They are the gods of their worlds, and they can do whatever they want here. One minor change can end up throwing your online presence and your business under the bus, and it's not like these giant tech companies care about whatever small business and whatever that's going to change for you and your online content strategy. So I think it's going to be more important than ever, not that it wasn't before, that we do try to utilize these platforms as what they are. They're tools in our tool belt. They are not the primary method of communication with our audience. They are a way to reach, they're just one of many ways to reach your audience and get your message out in front of them. But you need to bring people off. You need to prioritize getting um, zero and first party data. That's you know getting your audience's name, phone number, email, whatever it is, a direct line of communication to them, bringing them back to something that you do own your own email list, your own website, whatever that is, it's something that you control entirely. And I think there's going to be nothing more important for small businesses in the online marketing space than that. 100% agree. Okay, well, <laughs> anything else on that, Miles, or should we keep it moving here? Uh, I think that's the... That's the non-technical angle here. Of course, I'm looking at the technical angle of actually publishing applications um, and keeping our apps that we have up and in compliance. So if I guess if there are any app developers out there that are ever listening to this, then you know keep an eye on this. They are changing some requirements and you have to go through certain updates and privacy strings if you are requesting any kind of personal data within your app. That could be uh, location data or even just if you're having them sign into your app in order to use certain aspects of everything that qualifies as collecting personal information and you have to go through these compliance steps in order to have your app not be taken down. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I'll throw that out there just in case there's any other tech nerds out there listening to this. Yeah. Well, and again, and if you do have any more specific questions on that, we can walk you through it. Just, you know, DM us or uh, email us. 
Yes, and, and business owners call your call your your tech nerds and make sure that they're on top of that before yeah. you uh, you have an issue pop up because yeah, and, and a great two point miles. Uh, probably don't have time to go into it. Probably a whole other discussion, but great point about the uh, change and how this is going to change the um, you know, monetization model of pretty much every app out there. So good stuff. Okay. Speaking of monetization models and data and e-commerce and all this fun stuff, let's talk about the world's largest e-commerce behemoth giant because they are also in the news with some a relative piece of news. And that is, of course, Amazon. Uh, the headline is Amazon lets advertisers send targeted messages for the first time. Amazon is piloting a service to let sellers on its e-commerce site contact shoppers directly by email. So basically, uh, you know, just as, as Miles was talking to, you know, using uh, zero party and first party data is the name of the game right now. And as we've been talking about uh, with several exam examples, excuse me, <clears throat> over the past few weeks and months, that a lot of retail giants are going to this model where they are uh, basically internalizing their own ecosystem of shoppers using that uh, and then, excuse me, leveraging that data and sometimes reselling it in this case and sometimes uh, just using that to uh, further their own e-commerce ambitions rather than trying to push people in store. But basically, if you are one of the preferred sellers on Amazon, if you belong to Amazon's brand registry uh, and you're one of the preferred sellers through that platform, that you will now be able to get access to uh, Amazon customers and market your products to them directly through email. So that is a very interesting change. Uh, first time Amazon has opened up its customer data in that way. And I can't help but think the timing is uh, coinciding with the, you know, the diminishment of third party data across platforms like Facebook oh, and Google no Miles. So no. uh, yeah, probably not an accident whatsoever uh, on that. Well, right Amazon now. is really interesting in that it, it kind of throws a wrench into that analogy of rented versus owned land. They are their own beast right. in this way. It kind of blurs those lines where small businesses, well, I say small business, businesses of all sorts are on Amazon using it as a marketplace. And a lot of uh, these places utilize Amazon as as their storefront in a lot of ways. Yeah. And as per their agreement with Amazon, they kind of do own their own shop in there and utilizing Amazon yeah. as as a tool to get them out there. But they're also working within a obviously much larger system. So um, that one's a little bit of a gray area. I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to handle this. But yeah, allowing their users and their um, you know, the businesses that work through Amazon to contact customers directly is a clear parallel to um, you know, expanding one-to-one -one targeting and allowing people to reach customers directly, looking at those um, you know zero and first-party data uh, points that we were making before. It's, it's got to be Amazon's version of that for their business clientele. Yeah. 100% and, and Walmart is, is doing the same thing as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, I believe. Yeah, I think, you know, if we're going to do a, a crude analogy here, uh, you know, if a, if, a, if a platform like Facebook is renting a car, you know, and you know, something that you own, like your website or email list is, is owning a car, and then maybe Amazon is like leasing a car. 
you know, where you kind of own it, but you kind of don't. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's, it's a kind of a, you can create your own platform within their platform or within their ecosystem, as I think I described it a minute ago. And so, yeah, it is a little bit of a different beast like that. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. Okay. Yeah. So that was, that was uh, some news there from Amazon. Let's get to the audio world though. Uh, of course, some of our favorite topics these days or audio centric and audio related favorite conversation topic, (laughs) 110% miles. So uh, the audio streaming giant Spotify recently bought the maker of a live audio app locker room. Locker room is one of these um, budding social apps that is kind of a knockoff of clubhouse uh, that, you know, probably wouldn't have, you know, honestly kept going if it didn't get bought out. So this was an interesting uh, acquisition by Spotify, who was, of course, already a giant uh, in the space. But uh, you will see what, what Spotify does with this. And then, uh, of course, our favorite app uh, right now, Clubhouse. And uh, you can please join the, the Lawrence, uh, Kansas Community Club on Clubhouse. That's our uh, community there. We're going to be doing some content very, very soon. You can be a part of on that. But the NFL, kind of a big deal, Miles. Uh, They have partnered with the social app Clubhouse to offer exclusive live programming throughout the week of the NFL draft, which, you know, other than, you know, probably the playoffs, the NFL draft is actually a huge, huge deal. And so it's going to be really, really interesting, um, you know, because there's a lot of eyes on the NFL draft and what that does for Clubhouse, both bringing people onto the platform and people that are already on the platform engaging with it in a new way. And so what they're going to be doing is they're going to be uh, doing a, uh, you know, live interviews. They're going to be having conversations with people that are, um, you know, uh, movers and shakers in the NFL. They're going to be doing a mock draft for fans. Uh, But this was something that I thought was extremely interesting, Miles, is that during the draft, fans can drop in to the NFL's live audio room to hear the team's pick or make their picks as they're announced and listen to the discussions from athletes, coaches, and broadcast personalities. So you're going to be able to get a little bit of that behind the scenes flavor of what's happening in the war rooms as what they call them, you know, as each team is kind of, you know, in their own little isolated area, making their picks and doing their due diligence before uh, it's their turn to go up there and make a selection. And I think that's going to be really, really interesting. Uh, And I can just, my mind is just buzzing with, you know, other ways to uh, incorporate that audio uh, across other main, big events. I mean, you think about, uh, you know, the music world, the entertainment world, and, you know, how everybody would love to be a fly on the wall, you know, backstage, you know, before uh, Bruce, you know, Bruce, when, you know, the boss goes on stage at Madison Square Garden or something like that. Uh, so really, really interesting. And just another example of big brands uh, getting involved not only in this space, but you know, as a with a paid partnership directly with Clubhouse, uh, in leveraging that platform. So, super exciting stuff, and I'm definitely going to be uh, tuning in and listening to some of that uh, on Clubhouse this this week. And as we've mentioned before, um, Clubhouse does this really well, but um, you know, other applications that are doing something similar are giving us this new type of online social media experience that is truly live. It's like you're in the room with them and gives you something a lot more 
I don't know, a lot more personal and intimate than just someone broadcasting. I'm thinking of, you know, ESPN covering the NFL draft where it's just these panel of talking heads talking at you. I don't right. feel like I'm part of that conversation or like I'm in that room at all. I'm just consuming information. Whereas something like Club Clubhouse and this live audio only environment can allow you to immerse yourself into an experience in a much more intimate and real way than I think any other platform before this has really allowed. You talked about that backstage experience. I do think that this is going to flow out outside of just the NFL here. I think this may be a little bit of a test run here to see how it goes, but I can't imagine it not being awesome. And I, I see a lot of other sports leagues picking this up. I see it leaking into the entertainment uh, space and anywhere that we want to give someone a more personalized in-depth real experience live this is the way to do it um basically until we get some more i don't know more accessible more enticing um augmented reality or virtual reality stuff then like i mean this is it and this is going back a little ways with audio we have great audio tech that allows us to uh to build these immersive experiences and then on the other side as well nfl is not the only one that is diversifying a little bit as we all probably know sports has taken a little bit of a hit in viewership this last year uh, and, and more. COVID's definitely not helping the whole thing. Um, and so a lot of these teams and leagues uh, are, are looking for different ways to engage with their audience. We're seeing the NFL jumping on Clubhouse here. Another headline I was seeing here on this, uh, this um, in the news here was Captain Morgan teaming up with FanDuel uh, to get in front of people in a betting contest. Uh, there's a lot of ways where, um, you know, these these big enterprises, these huge companies are finding out that, you know, the traditional ways aren't working anymore, or at least what's been working for the last five, 10 years aren't really working anymore. Some combination of the pandemic, people engaging with things in more and more virtual ways, new social media platforms coming up, you know, privacy monitoring coming up, these new settings we were talking about earlier in the show. Companies are having to pivot and be a little bit more creative in how they're engaging with people. And this is exactly what we're talking about. This is exactly the kind of new forms of engagement that we're going to see cropping up all over the place. The NFL broadcasting one of their biggest events of the year live on Clubhouse, a brand new audio only social media platform that has completely shifted the yeah. paradigm of social media. Yeah, exclusive content that you'll only find on Clubhouse, you know, which is interesting. But yeah, to, to, and to tie this kind of whole conversation that we've been having through this, through these news stories, Miles, together is that I think this is just really, you know, content marketing coming to maturity at scale. Uh, you know, content marketing is, is you know, been just a, a growing force uh, in, you know, in advertising over the past 10, 15 years. And it's just, there's just getting more and more ways now and more and more platforms and more and more avenues and channels for content to be uh, created and distributed at scale. And, and, and that it is creating a whole new ecosystem of uh, connectivity and engagement with your core audience that is completely different than just the old traditional top-down advertising model. I mean, you know, a lot of things in advertising have stayed the same, but a whole lot of things have changed over the past 10, 15, 20 years. And I think that that's the biggest thing is, is the, just the maturity and the scalability of content marketing 
and and this latest iOS update, I think, is going to even push it uh, further along. You know, as I said, some people are going to completely opt out of advertising on, on platforms like Facebook and Google. I don't think they should. I think that's stupid. Uh, I like. I think you're going to have, like I said, better opportunities if you do it right to have better results at cheaper prices on those platforms. But, it, you know, just like so many things, it is a matter of and and not or, in my opinion, and that you need to be doing 360 degree marketing and you need to be doing some paid ads on these platforms, but you need to have other organic uh, strategies through other channels that are reaching people on a whole other engagement level. And it's not that top down one to many, it's, it's many to many and it, you know, it's engaging people in a, in a whole new paradigm. And I think that that's what we're really seeing is that the smart brands that are executing in a high level is they're, they're building that out. They're building out that 360 degree platform and, you know, they're still doing paid ads, you know, maybe not, they're not running ads in the, and the Wall Street Journal anymore, you know, they're not taking full page New York Times ads out anymore. You know, they're doing Facebook and Google and those things, but they're still doing a, a fair amount of paid ads. But uh, but which they what they weren't doing social media, you know, five, 10 years ago. Now they're doing that. And now they're also extending into content marketing. And I really think that that's the play moving forward. And it's just really exciting that there's all these different new types of content. Uh, platforms and channels out there for us to play with and for like for us to uh, connect with uh, our, our, our core audience with it. And like I uh, mentioned before about, you know, having to work smarter and, and not harder. It's actually, it's a little bit of, of both, you know, if, if I'm being honest, because we were lazy and like we talked about, you know, with the over-reliance on third-party data, it's going to be, here's another crude analogy for you, Miles. It's going to be a My little bit kind. Like, it's going to be a little bit like having to go to the bar or the club on a Friday night back in my back in my day, you know, before cell phones and social media and all this and actually having to introduce yourself, you know, to that pretty guy or, or gal at the bar and striking up a conversation and, you know, then getting their number and then asking them out on the proper date and not just, uh, you know, hopping on a, an online thing and swiping left or swiping right. You know, we're going to have to do a little bit more legwork. And we're going to actually have to, you know, connect with people. Uh, and so, but I think that that's going to open up a whole new avenue of exciting ways uh, for us to be able to leverage uh, content and connect with people. And one of those things, Miles, that's been on my radar lately that we haven't talked about on the show, uh, but you know that I am a little bit of a crypto nerd. And uh, are you familiar with NFTs, Miles, and what's going on in the NFT space right now? Not as much as I should. I've, I've seen it coming up. I, I saw Gary Vee talking about it a little while, uh, just I guess last week. Um, I don't know. That seems uh, unstable at best. <laughs> yeah, well, it's very it's interesting, really, though. It's really interesting. Yeah. And it's definitely gotten now uh, mainstream, you know, I'd say over the past uh, month, maybe six weeks or so. Uh, and yeah, it, it's, it's all the rage. And now you have professional athlete, you know, it's really big in the professional athlete, uh, sector, but now there's brands coming out with their own NFTs. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, you know, just go get on YouTube or, or clubhouse or yeah, let's, maybe we should start with a basic definition yeah. where an NFT is non, what it's is it? Non fungible token. Fungible. Yep. Yeah, so they're utilizing technology that up till now has been utilized primarily in cryptocurrencies where they're 
utilizing blockchain technology to create unique identify unique identifiers that are encrypted um basically storing different pieces of this encryption code on a giant collection of different virtual servers and computers and everything so that it's unbreakable it's just this perfect lock on a file and now they've attached that to um media files to images to artwork and so someone can actually buy exclusive rights to a picture right or to a gif or to a whatever some sort of media file online um and there, there's just been this i don't know gold rush towards buying these things since this was um invented since this was rolled out um because people are seeing this as just an immense value something you can buy this thing and actually own this piece of artwork uh it's everything from traditional artwork to memes you know it's yeah. it's everything out there and it's just been this wild crazy gold rush of people who have no idea what they're doing or talking about spending a crap ton of money on memes it's that's pretty accurate uh sub summation there <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it unfortunately, really, yeah, it really started out in the art space and in the art collector space. Uh, and then, and then sometime, I think maybe around the holidays, I feel like the sports card collector space got on board with it, which is another huge thing in, in popular culture right now is, is sports card collecting. And that's come back into vogue. Uh, and now it is just full blown pop culture. Uh, you know, NFTs are, and like I said, brands are starting to get involved with it and leverage it as just another way of, of content. But, you know, yeah, the nice thing is it's, it's collectible. Uh, but, you know, Bitcoin has been in the news a whole bunch lately. Dogecoin, I mean, cryptocurrency is, is all over mainstream news at this point, which is really, really interesting to me uh, and the other opportunities that blockchain is going to bring about. Uh, you know, going back to content, you know, is, is, is that, you know, it, NFTs, like I said, it's just another avenue. There's going to be more stuff uh, that comes down the pipe. And uh, it's all really, really exciting for me as ways for, for brands and companies to think outside the box and to, uh, to engage in popular culture in a way that connects their core audience with back to what that company believes in uh, and what they do. So... Yeah, I think that you're you're absolutely right. Um, you know, just prior to the NFT conversation saying that, you know, this is just the natural evolution of what we've been calling content marketing up until this point. This is the next mm -hmm. stage of what this this concept is going to be. And I don't think that it's done evolving yet either. Um, ultimately, brands are trying to communicate effectively and non-intrusively smoothly into the content experience of people because no one is going to stop consuming content online. This is the number one best way, far none, the best way that we've ever had to share information with each other. We're all living online all day, every day. It's just attention untapped oil of attention and so companies have to find a way to again non-intrusively get in on this content and display their message to the right people at the right time and content marketing is the most effective way to do that outside of just paying for a pop-up ad or showing up in someone's news feed there's there's no way i don't think to effectively put a number on the value of just smoothly sliding into a piece of content with your brand message. That's 
incredibly difficult, um, but unfortunately is going to be the name of the game moving forward. And then uh, another point that you made there, unfortunately, and fortunately, I guess, and you know, maybe we can use this to close the show out. Um, it's an and, not a nor. Um, we're, we're not saying just abandon all paid advertising and go into content plays. Um, and we're definitely not saying don't do any content and just do some paid marketing here. This has got to be an and, um, not an or. And last time I said that, our friend Crystal over at Crystal Image here in Lawrence just comments something like, ugh, another thing that I've got to do on our show. Uh, so maybe we can close this out with uh, just some quick tips on some of the things we've been talking about here and how a small business and people more in our, our space can actually leverage what we're talking about. Because not everyone can be the NFL and put their live stream on Clubhouse for uh, for everyone to enjoy that way. So um, I'll start off with just uh, let you know we've got a new article up on our uh, on our website and we just released a new newsletter a couple of minutes ago, actually while we're live here it was sent out um so if you haven't signed up for our newsletter definitely do that we release exclusive content that way and lots of really great tips and tricks including one of my number one tips for small businesses in the content marketing space and that is repurposing content i'll put a link here in the chat here to uh go to our our most recent article about that but there's a lot of great info on that in the newsletter as well the idea here is that you are a small business owner, you don't have unlimited time to create content, but what you can do is create one really nice piece, put some effort into it and, and put this piece out there. This can be audio, this can be video, this can be a written piece, whatever it is you're most comfortable putting out something high quality and fairly regularly. This could be daily, weekly, monthly, whatever it is, whatever you can do, try to do that. Then take that piece and chop it up repurpose it. The easiest thing I can think of here is write a blog article on your website and then take certain snippets out of that and turn that into social media posts where you then link back to that blog article. Um, if you are doing video, then maybe certain clips of that video can be posted to social media. Maybe the transcript of that video can be turned into a more of a text-based format, can be put into an article, can be put into uh, a tweet out about something. No matter what you're doing, you can create one nice, solid piece of content and then chop it up into 35 different pieces that fit on different mediums and different platforms across the internet and have a much more effective content marketing strategy off of creating just one single piece. So again, I'll link to that article here in uh, in the comments. You guys can check it out later, but subscribe to our newsletter to get other tips like that. Mike, do you have any final points here for utilizing some of the overarching themes that we talked about here for the last hour and maybe bringing it back down to earth, something a little bit more actionable for uh, for our listeners? Oh, that's not fun. <laughs> yeah, sure thing, Miles. No pressure. Uh, well, I think I think the, like the <laughs> I think the most important thing that you said, uh, if I could sum it down into one word, is experience. You know, you've you've got to create an experience. Experience, and and so that's that's what that's what I think that something like the NFT does. You know, just to go back to that for a quick minute, is that that's why that's why it's appealing is that it's creating an experience that is unique and that could essentially last forever, you know, and that's pretty powerful, you know, because experiences themselves are powerful, but they usually 
they're gone, right? They're just moments in time. And a lot of times they're not unique. And so that's, that's, I would just take that concept and apply it. And remember this, uh, if you want to get tactical, and that's A-I-D-A, A-I-D-A, right? Attention, interest, decision, action. Okay. Every Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross fan knows exactly what I'm talking about here. Okay. But how does this apply to our business? Well, the first thing is obviously we have to get their attention. That's the content. But there's more content than ever before. There's going to be more and more content every day for the rest of our lives than there ever was before. And so it's more than just getting their attention. We're getting a call. It's more, <laughs> it's more about getting their attention, which somebody's trying to do to me right now. We have to get, get take them through the next steps of the phase. We have to get them interested. We have to make have them make a decision that they're going to do business with us or call us or whatever the heck it is. And then we have to get them to do action. And all of those three remaining steps have to do with engagement. And they have to do with creating an experience because that's what actually motivates. Yeah, if you want to be part of the show, this is not how you call in, dear listeners. Wrap up the show. <laughs> Well, man, Web Solutions, this is Mike. How can I help you? Oh, my goodness. All right. We're, we're taking him off here. Okay. So part of running a small business, as you all know, got to serve the customers first. Oh, do we have you back? Back or not? Okay. You can be if you want. <laughs> no, I do. I tried to answer. All right. Final points. And let's, let's go I take care of this. I'm going to sum this up. Okay. Yeah. So it's more than just getting their attention, which I think sometimes people, when they're doing their marketing and advertising, that's as far as we get. Right. And we and we forget about the other three steps. And so it's really about finding some way that we can get them to engage with us and that we can end up. <laughs> okay. So we're going to take this call and go handle that right now. I'm going to wrap up the show here. Um, I guess we'll have to start off with that AIDA talk next week as we are doing this every week live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Wednesdays at 11, please check in with us there. Um, you can also find us on all of our social media at WildmanWeb. We're on Instagram, Facebook, obviously. Yeah, pretty much everything. We're, we're at Wildman Web, Twitter, LinkedIn. You want to find us there, follow us there. We put out content like this all the time. Like I said earlier, we do also have a newsletter of really awesome content. Sometimes that's, you know, just hitting on articles. Sometimes that's hitting on what we talked about the show here. And sometimes that's just exclusive content that only goes out in the newsletter. So if you find this information um, interesting or helpful to you, please subscribe there. Um, and also, if you find this uh, video useful, please give us a like, share, subscribe, follow, you know how to do it. That helps uh, the social media overlords know that this is useful and they're going to help us to reach more people, answer more questions and present more value and resources to our community here. So that helps us out a lot. Um, if you are checking this later, you're not watching us live, please email us your questions at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. Um, otherwise, we will see you next week, next Wednesday at 11. Make sure to follow us on social media. We'll be putting some updates there and I'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks everyone. 
Thanks for listening to Ask Wildman. Send us a question for next week's show at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. <laughs>